Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us at the Central and Janesville podcast. Please remember to check us out on centraljanesville.com throughout the week. We're excited for wherever God's got you at right now, and we hope this message brings you a little closer. Thanks. What's up, everybody? Good to be back with you, my Janesville family online. And uh, I tell you, in this life, we don't have very, very, very many guarantees, do we? As a matter of fact, if someone did try to sell you something or encourage you to buy a product or connect you with an opportunity and they said, sir, ma'am, I guarantee you will be satisfied with the results. How many of us would give them the, yeah, right, look? Why? Because for so many of us, life has taught us that on this side of eternity, getting something guaranteed 100% satisfaction is extremely rare. And it usually means somebody's on one. Yeah, like they're trying to swindle you out of some money or something valuable. Guarantees are just not something we get to experience very often in this life. But because a genuine person, product, or process is so rare, if and when you do stumble upon it, You cling to it and cherish it for life, right? Because something that precious is indeed extremely uncommon. I want to say to you today, we who love the Lord have access to that level of preciousness. And a genuine guarantee that our lives do not have to lack meaning, purpose, or joy. And that's not due to anything special about us but because of what's special about him. Let me show you in our opening opening verse, Genesis chapter 17, the Bible says in verse 1, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. (laughs) Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. Now, I want y'all to know why I immediately got excited about this passage. Notice, I didn't get excited initially about the promise. Uh, uh, You know, I'm going to give you countless descendants. I got excited about the proclamation. Yeah, yeah. When God says, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. You say, why is that exciting? Well, 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 let me ask you this. Anybody... uh, online you you ever been taken advantage of or you've been ever uh shafted by shady people or shady deal right and they were promising you stuff that was legit on the level and gonna work Uh oh here's my favorite one hey listen uh i get paid in a week i'm short right now but i promise you if you just let me hold 500 now i guarantee i promise you'll have it back next week next week show up and them folk like a bad employee. No call, no show. You, 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 anybody, right? Two weeks later, they ain't returned a single call or text, and you've been hitting them up every other day for two weeks. Strange, because, you know, right before you loaned them the money, they folk was working just fine. I, I, I wonder if anybody ever been there. Yeah. You see, I didn't get excited about the promise per se, because, you know, people promise stuff all the time. That's just a part of life. But when God makes his proclamation... It's almost like he was saying, uh, now look, I know in the past you've put your hopes in some shady people. You know, you, you trusted Honest Al. 
and still lost all your money. I, I know you gave Sweet Willie another shot, hoping he wouldn't break your heart. I, I know you took a chance believing Papa Frank wasn't going to leave you hanging like he did the last time he came into your life. And Abram, I know you dealt with some shady, unsavory people in your 99 years on earth, too. I just need you to know the one that's making this promise to you. The one that's making uh, this statement to you, this guarantee, ain't like nobody else you've ever dealt with before in your life. In other words, what he was saying to everybody is, uh, my name ain't Al, Frankie, Willie, Pookie, Snoopy, or Droopy. No, God says, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. I am the same yesterday, today. And forever. And what I say, you can take to the bank, baby, because Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 says that every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. And everybody, that's my first point. See, everybody, when we serve God, we are guaranteed a revelation of his identity. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we serve God, we are guaranteed. A revelation of his identity. And everybody, I need you to get that. See, when God says his name here, uh, it isn't about an introduction. It's not about an introduction, you know. He, he wasn't like, a, my name's Shaddai. El Shaddai. No, 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 no. That's not, he wasn't, it's not about an introduction. It's about a revelation. And, and why is that important? Because God's character, everybody, is wrapped up in his identity. And can I say to someone today, once you have confidence in the character of the person that you're dealing with, isn't it amazing how that in turn lessens our hesitation and encourages our participation? You might as well just say amen right there. Yeah. Because everybody, when we serve God, we are guaranteed a revelation of his identity. But here's the second thing. When we worship God... He guarantees a change in our, in our identity. When we worship God, he guarantees a change in our identity. Let's go back to verse 2 for a minute. God says to Abram, uh, because of who I am, because I'm El Shaddai, because I'm God Almighty. He says in verse 2, watch this. He says, I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. And the Bible says at this, y'all, Abram fainted. You see it? You see it? Yeah. Abram falls face down to the ground. And then God says to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. Uh, and now, for all of my poetry people in the house, uh, I'd like to take a brief pause from today's message uh, to share with you a poem from the great William Shakespeare, taken from his play Romeo and Juliet, the piece entitled, uh, What's in a Name? <clears throat> Just put thy name. That is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a montage. What's a montage? Uh, no, it is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part. Belonging to a man, oh, be some other name. 
What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, retain that dear perfection he owes. Without that title, Romeo doth thy name. And for thy name, which is no part of thee, take all myself. Now, I ain't know what none of that meant. So let me just get right to it. What's in the name? Let me, let me just get right to it. Everything. I need everybody to say everything. Yeah. Come, come on now. I, I need to hear you say everything. Yeah. Everything is in a name, everybody. Life is in a name. Purpose is in a name. Power is in a name. Identity is in a name. Destiny is in a name, church. This is no small thing, a name. And that's why I tell people all the time, be careful the name or names you speak over people and what name or names you choose to respond to. It's one of my favorite stories. We were living in our own house in Lombard and my wife asked my son Murray to grab the vacuum cleaner from downstairs and bring it upstairs to her to use uh, in our upstairs rooms and hallways. Now she's in our bedroom upstairs. My son was in our family room watching TV and I was in a dining room working on something, but I had a line of sight on our son the whole time as my wife was unable to see him because she was all the way upstairs in our room. So she said, son, would you please bring the vacuum cleaner upstairs? Now, at the time, Murray might have been 10 or 11 years old, not being very big. And everybody, uh, we had a Kirby vacuum cleaner. Anybody re remember or you still got a Kirby cleaner at your house? Yeah, amazing vacuum cleaners. But they are big and heavy. And for a 10 or 11 year old, this was no small task, let me tell you. And so my boy is struggling. Up the first flight of stairs. Hey, you know you struggling when that vein right in the middle of your forehead is bulging. Poor guy, right? That poor guy barely got up five, five, six steps of the first flight of stairs. You know, because you know a stairwell, you walk up a flight and then you turn and then you got to hold up a flight. You're walking up, right? And so... I, I'm sitting there watching all of this, right? The first flight of our stairs that were where, where the vacuum for vacuum was was only five, six steps. And so I'm sitting in the kitchen. I'm looking at all of this, and, and, and I start placing bets, y'all, with myself on which step this little guy's gonna make it up to before he crashes and burns, because it wasn't looking good for him, you know. And I was just like, uh, there's no way. He's going to make it up to the top of this stairwell. And everybody then out of nowhere, mind you, Michelle did not and could not see all of what I saw. But out of nowhere, she calls down to him saying, thank you, son. You're such a big, strong boy. And when that woman called him that, everybody, it was like Popeye just ate his spinach. Let me tell you, it was like Clark Kent just turned into... Superman, right? The boy transformed right before my eyes, found a gear that I don't think, and I don't even think he knew was inside of him, and that boy forgot how small he was, forgot how big his object was, because his mama literally changed his outlook simply by changing his name. I remember, man, that boy was just like... <clears throat> And somehow made it all the way up them stairs with that vacuum cleaner.
See everybody, names carry weight and meaning. That's why you never will hear me refer to my wife as an old lady. You know, I don't know how some of you, yeah, my old lady is, no, no, You'll never hear me refer to my wife as an old lady, which is probably why after 25 years of marriage, she still looks like she just graduated from college. What am I saying? I'm saying, everybody, don't be calling your children. Don't be calling your wives. Don't be calling your husbands or family members names like slow, stupid, loser, lazy, weak, skinny, ugly, fat. Hopeless. That's why we got so many people struggling now with their identity, struggling with their self-esteem, struggling with their mental health, because for too long they've heard everything that was wrong with them, everything that was wrong about them and not enough about what's right about them. And I just came to remind some folks today, while the world is excellent at pointing out the facts, about where you are and what you've done, I stopped by to remind you of the truth of who you are in Christ. In Christ, everybody, you're redeemed. In Christ, you're renewed. In Christ, you're brand new. In Christ, you're an overcomer. In Christ, you're beloved. In Christ, you are victorious. In Christ, you are his special possession. In Christ, guess what? You're good enough. You're smart enough. You're skilled enough. You got enough. You are enough. And so stop allowing yourself to hear anything differently. Stop allowing yourself when you look into the mirror at yourself to see anything differently. Stop allowing yourself to believe anything differently. Everybody, Abram fell to his face and worshiped the Lord. And in the midst of this worship, God changed his name. Essentially, everybody changing his identity and destiny all at the same time. You know, name Abram, his old name in Hebrew literally meant exalted father. But the name Abraham in Hebrew literally meant father of many. <laughs> it's going to make sense in a minute. And see, God is so amazing because, you know, the Bible says that uh, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. So I wonder if you're getting this. See, when God changes Abram's name to Abraham, not only was he changing his identity, not only was he changing Abraham's destiny, he was also allowing everybody else who called Abraham's new name to speak life and confirmation into what God had already set in motion. Are you seeing this? Yeah, every time somebody said his new name, they were literally prophesying over him. They were literally like, hey, father of many, Looking good for a 99-year-old father of many. <laughs> Yo, how about them bears, father of many? Are y'all seeing this? And are you seeing, everybody, why this is so important? We got to get this right. A name is no small thing. That's why God changed Abram's name to Abraham. There's power, purpose, identity, destiny, life in a name. And we ought not answer to anything or anyone who isn't calling us by a name that doesn't line up with who we are and what we are in Jesus. Amen. See, when we serve God, we're guaranteed a revelation of his identity. But when we worship God, he guarantees a change in our identity. And everybody, 
as good as that was, that wasn't even the best part. Here's the best part. Verse uh, third, third thing is when we believe God, he guarantees to be our God. <laughs> when we believe God, he guarantees to be our God. Look at verse seven. He says, I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Hey, the one thing Michelle can do to really make me angry is by using words like this when we're in an argument. Oh my goodness, Ray, you always think about yourself before you even consider my feelings. What about me, Ray? You never consider my feelings or my thoughts when you make major decisions. Everyone else's opinion is always more important than mine. Woo! Listen, using what I call those extreme definites just send me over the top. A quick marriage tip, do not use extreme definites when you're upset. Say things like, <clears throat> I feel like when you do X, whatever that is, that you don't take my feelings into consideration, and that hurts me. Ladies, we can hear that as men. Fellas, that's how you need to communicate with your girl when you have an, an issue, not those extreme definites. All right, let me get back to the message. Here's where I love extreme definites. When they refer to God's love for us and his commitment to us. Let's go back to verse 7 for a minute. It says, I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you for about 50 years. Is that what it said? No. From generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. Uh, say Everlasting. Yeah, don't miss that. This is the everlasting covenant. I will, see it, always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And then he says, if you remember, if you circle back up to Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, the second part of the verse, it says, uh, serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. Now, if you read that too quickly, you'll think, well, there's still a part of this command that depends upon me living my best life. And if I live my best life, then God comes with the guarantee. That's what it sounds like I'm reading, Ray. But can I tell you what that really means? When God says, serve me faithfully and live a blameless life, he's not saying you got to accomplish that. Then I'll guarantee you the multitude of descendants and all that. No, what he's saying is serve me or watch this, walk with me, and as you serve and walk with me, you'll become blameless. See, in other words, when we trust what Jesus did on the cross for our sin, he makes us blameless. He guarantees our spot in eternity. He guarantees that this life we're living is not in vain if Jesus has been welcomed into our hearts. And here's what I really appreciate. What God is saying to Abraham, just like he's saying to you and I, is take the pressure off yourself to perform or perfect this life on your own ability, in your own strength. Stop trying to kick them bad habits you got by yourself or by your own willpower. No, just walk with me. Yeah, serve me. 
hang with me. Because when you walk with me, I guarantee you'll never be the same. Are you saying this? Yeah. Walk with me and I'll help you walk right. I'll help you talk right. I'll help you act right. I'll help you live right. I'm going to do the work. All you got to do is walk. You see me? All you got to do is walk. And before you know it, what's true for you in your spiritual life will begin to be real and actual for you in your physical life. God says, I guarantee it. Is this making sense? And that is what's so amazing about our God and what's so amazing about this passage of Scripture. Everybody, I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I pray that this hits you right where you needed it. And remember, everybody, the three points I want you to go home with. Number one, uh, when we serve God, uh, he gives us a guarantee of a revelation of his identity. Uh, number two, when we worship God, uh, he gives us a guarantee to change our identity. But thirdly, everybody, uh, when we uh, serve God and when we believe God, he becomes our God. Amen. Love you so much. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the greatness and the goodness of who you are. And thank you, Father God, for your guarantee to us, God, that you are the God who starts and finishes everything, God. And it's not depending upon us, our ability, uh, uh, our talent, our skill to get it done. But Father God, all we got to do is walk with you. And as we walk with you, you do the work that we couldn't do. We thank you, Father God, that you reveal your identity to us. We thank you, God, uh, that you change our identity. And we thank you, God, that you become our God. We love you so much. Help us, Father God, to just be confident in who you are. And it's amazing how when we're confident in you, uh, it lessens our hesitation and it encourages our participation to join you, oh God, in what you are already doing and what you want to do in and through our lives as we surrender to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks again for joining us on the Central and Janesville podcast. Remember to check us out at centraljanesville.com. Have a great week.